completed our journey through 2 John, 3 John, Jude. Tonight we conclude Philemon. A few months ago, the Lord led a new couple to our church named Ken and Barbara, which is significant around here because our church started in a Ken and Barbie house. And Ken and Barbie Smith are still alive. They're still with us. They're in their 80s, and they worship with us on Sundays, and they're wonderful people. And the Lord sent us another Ken and Barbara, so we so welcome them. Uh, They're raising a granddaughter, and their daughter and her family attends church as well. Her name is Penny Blackwood, so you want to get to know Penny. So, Ken, come right on, brother, and bring us the word. He has pastored down at Port Aransas in the past. Somebody has to do it, right? And uh, he's ministered various places, so it's an honor to have you, Ken. Come right on. Thank you very much. And hello out there in telephone land. Uh, I have read Philemon several times in my life, but I think I got more out of it this time than ever before. Uh, I'm not going to go back and try to rehash everything that we've already learned. We know that uh, Philemon was a... uh, a very respected man in his day. He was a centurion, I believe, wasn't he? And uh, he held, he was a wealthy man, and he held uh, church services in his home. And uh, he and Paul became uh, very close during their time together. He uh, had a slave uh, by the name of uh, Onemus, which uh, I found in a couple of trans- different translations. One of them uh, said that uh, it, the word uh, was given as a name for mainly slaves of that time. Uh, it was a common practice for uh, these uh, centurions or uh, soldiers to bring back slaves, both men and women, when they would go out on their excursions. And uh, they usually picked the brightest or most talented men and women to bring back as slaves. Uh, he had uh, his slave was named Onemus and uh, he uh, ran away he stole from uh, from his master and ran away and it was believed that he had taken money probably for his trip, may have taken food or other uh, goods for this trip. He was going to go to find Paul. Uh, In the process of his trip, he went to, uh, I believe it was Rome, and uh, it wasn't necessarily by chance that he ran into Paul on the street, because he had to seek him out. 
and it was in a city of about a million and a half people. So he had to do some searching to find it, but he found him. And uh, I just, I'm going to have to use my notes on this, fellas, because that's the way my life is now. Uh, Onemesis was a converted slave, but he didn't get his conversion until he went to visit Paul. And who, who formerly was useless, uh, now, this is Paul writing, he said that Onemus, Onemus was formerly useless to you, but he is now useful to both you and me. To uh, Philemon, he was useful in the way that he was a slave. He waited on him hand and foot or did his bidding. To Paul, once the conversion had taken place, uh, he became a brother in Christ to both men. And this letter that Paul is writing is to Philemon is to kind of pave the way for what Onemesis did. And uh, Paul says, I have sent him back to you in person. Paul had wanted to keep him there to serve him while he was in prison. But he knew that he was the property of another man. So he, he told him he had to go back. But by this time, he had become a brother in Christ. And that's what he was trying to, uh, Paul was trying to convey to uh, Philemon. He said, I've sent him back in person. That is sending my very heart. Uh, Paul loved him almost as his own son. Whom I wish to keep with me, that's in your behalf, he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. Paul wanted to keep on these. Onemesis with him while he was in prison. But without your consent, in other words, I I won't tell you what I want to do, and I would like to keep him here to help me, but I'm not going to do it without your consent. Your goodness uh, should not be as if though it were by compulsion. In other words, he didn't want to force him to do it. He wanted it to be of his own free will. How many of us have been forced to do something in in our lives, uh, you know, that we didn't want to do? But if we decided to do it, then... uh, it, it seemed to always work out better. But if we were forced to do it, we did it grudgingly. Uh, for per, but uh, see, for perhaps uh, 
he was it's for this reason and Paul's writing to Philemon that uh, he parted from you for a while well that was uh, the way I read that was that by him being parted from Philemon Philemon grew to uh, appreciate what he was doing and um, Also, by Paul saying it this way, he, he hoped that it would touch the heart of Philemon, that Philemon would consent to Onemesis returning to him. And uh, Paul had a lot of confidence in Philemon. He knew, he knew his heart. He knew that he was a man that served uh, Jesus, that uh, he always came through 110% on whatever you ask him to do. And he knew that this is what Philemon would do. Uh, Philemon did release the slave. He did, uh, there's no definite word in the Bible as to what actually happened after uh, Onemesis went back. But it's, it's believed that he did receive him, uh, and he did uh, give him his freedom after that. Uh, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. To Philemon, he was just a, an object to, to possess. To, to Paul, he was a brother. When Onemesis accepted Christ into his life and began to understand that he was the Messiah, then Paul is telling uh, Philemon, you should accept him as your brother, not as your, just your slave. But he is your brother now. And that's the way we should all look at people in our lives. We may not agree with uh, their place in life, what they do or whatever, but in Christ, if they accept Jesus as their, their Lord and Savior, they are <coughs> our brothers. And... We shouldn't treat them any differently. Um, I don't have a brother, I have a sister. But in a lot of ways I treat her as my equal. And she is my equal because she's not only my, my blood sister, but she's my sister in Christ. Um, Paul was uh, saying that Onemesis was not just a slave, but because of his conversion, he now was a brother in Christ to Philemon and must be treated as his brother. 
in the flesh, Philemon had the brother of a slave. But in the Lord, he had a slave for a brother. And if you regard me as a partner, Paul speaking to Philemon, then accept accept him as you would me. And he, he, Paul's telling him that Onesimus is, is the same as Paul. He's a brother in Christ. You must not treat him any different than you treat me. You know, this kind of plays into our society that's going on right now today. If more people would get out and meet their neighbors and and uh, um, bring Christ to them, I think our world would be a whole lot different than what we're going through right now. There's there's so much disrespect uh, among people, and that's not what Jesus wanted. He wanted us to love one another. He wanted us to get along. He wanted us to uh, be his children. These words, uh, Paul wrote these words with wisdom, courage, and sincerity. These words sound the death knell uh, to human slavery in the world. Wherever the Spirit of Christ is allowed to have its reign, that's pretty powerful. But if he was, if Paul goes on, but if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. When I read that, I saw the life of Jesus right there. How he, we were God's creation and we wronged God. Mankind wronged God. And Jesus went to the cross to take away all that so that we could come to the Father uh, as his children. And uh, I've always felt, as a, as a child of God, that I should be able to go to my father and talk to him like my father. That he's going to take care of me for whatever it is my life I have need of. <clears throat> Paul is willing to repay Philemon for any debt owed to him by Onemesis. Here's an example of Paul applying the teachings of Jesus Christ's life of forgiving and paying the price on the cross for us. (laughs) 
I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand, and I will repay it, lest I should mention to you that you owe to me even your own self as well. This this letter Paul was writing, he's saying that this is my certificate of debt to you. I will repay this debt, and I'm putting it down in writing with my name on it. It's just like going to a bank and, you know, taking out a loan. You got you sign a paper saying you're going to do it. But this was a spiritual loan, and uh, by wording these verses this way, Paul is making a legal document of debt owed. I believe Paul may have had a twinkle in his eye when writing this. Very serious, but with humor. He was reminding Philemon that he too had been a non-believer. That he had uh, walked on the other side. But Paul convinced him that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. And he led him to Christ. He says, Yes, brothers, let me benefit. Yes, brother, let me benefit from you in the Lord. Let me receive gladness in my heart that you'll grant me this this thing I ask of you. Refresh my heart in Christ. He asking Philemon to grant his request about Nemesis returning to him. Having confidence in your obedience, Paul knew Philemon so well that he knew that he, he would do it, and he would do more than what he asked. I write to you, since I know you do even more than I ask. Paul is proud of his relationship to Philemon and knows Philemon's heart and character very well. And at the same time, also prepare me a lodging. In those days, it was custom that you, if you traveled, you stayed with somebody. I don't think he had Motel 6 or Howard Johnson's or any of those things out there. But you went to a person's house, they fed you, they uh, lodged you, and in a lot of cases probably provided you with things that you needed on your journey. Well, Paul and Philemon were that close that he could just say, prepare me a, a place to stay and I'll be there. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, since I know you will do even more than what I say. Paul is proud of his relationship. And at the same time, also prepare me a lodging for I, I hope that you through your prayers, I shall be given to you. 
Now, Paul was still in prison when he wrote this letter. And he knew that that uh, Philemon was praying for him. And it wasn't, apparently wasn't too long after the letter was written um, that Paul, I guess, got out of prison. This letter was written with two other letters, and they were given to Onesimus to carry, to deliver them back. He was to take this one to Philemon and uh, present it uh, to Philemon. The other two, I believe, were to two different churches that he was And then uh, Euphrapus, somebody help me with that one. Okay. Uh, he was a great Colossian preacher in those days. And he said, my fellow prisoners in Christ greet you. Verse 24 says, As do Mark, Aristotus, Demas, Luke, and my fellow workers. They were all uh, men of God. And in the closing, he says, The grace of the Lord, Jesus Christ, uh, be with your spirit. Um, I read somewhere where Onemus is, it was believed that he went on to be, I believe, a, a bishop. Uh, of a church, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, but there was no word as to what had happened to him as far as Philmon went, other than the fact that they believed he was given his freedom. So, other comments? I think it's interesting that talking about the humor, I, how many here ever owned a business or was a manager of a business? You assign someone to do a task, and what's the job of the manager then? Follow up, follow up, that's always what you're taught, you, you follow up. And I like Paul here at the end going, 
in case all these words didn't matter to you, I'm going to come and visit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Make room yeah. for me, because I'm a coming. That's <laughs> 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 like, I'll really see if you did this. I'm sure he had the confidence that he was, but just in case, Paul, I'm doing the attorney thing, like you said, I'm going to. I'm going to do the legal thing, and I'm going to follow up on this. He was an attorney. Yeah. Wasn't he? He was a Sanhedrin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul didn't make any reference to the fact that he had to be accepted back yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, from being a murderer, then it's like, now I preach Jesus. You know, who's going to trust him? You know, the difficulty he must have had to come back into the fold. I mean, you know, he... he yeah, sure, buddy. You set me up. You know, I mean, how many years passed before the, you know, Peter, you know, the rest of the Barnabas was there from the get go. But yeah, he and but he doesn't mention it, so it's probably as far enough in his life that he proved the mission. He didn't have to go back to, you know, without being accepted back yet. This is about 30 years after the crucifixion. So there's been some time go by. Well, yeah, but it took some years for Paul to be accepted. But we see in Galatians, we see in Acts, when he met with Peter and the, and the other disciples, that he obviously was accepted. But I'm sure it took a number of years for after all the persecution he did. You know, we're going to watch this guy and see... If he's just hey, real, undercover. or if he's just trying to, yeah, yeah like he's undercover, a spy coming in, I'll just pretend I'm this Christian, and then when I get in with him, boom, the door's going to slam shut. And Paul, Paul's whole intent was, you know, I'm doing this, and the other ones after years began to see the fruit. You know, that's the one thing about any ministry, whether we're an individual, a lay person, or a pastor, or evangelist. The proof is in the pudding, and the proof of the ministry is in the fruit that it bears. People can criticize ministry, but if fruit is being bear, born from it, and you better watch out. That's all I have, gentlemen. I thank you for bearing with me. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the fact you, you shed light on... This was IOU from Paul. He put it on paper. And sometimes as Christians, I think we don't need to put things on paper, but in reality, we need to. We just do it. It's biblical. It's a good, good principle.